Now then, Lids, if you'd like to support the podcast, please visit patreon.com slash haveawordpod and sign up. Everyone that signs up on Patreon will get discounts for merch, discounts for live shows, also early availability on content and tickets. And this is the big one. You will get the Wednesday afternoon Patreon-exclusive episode. So Monday's episode is for everybody. Fridays, that's for every motherfucker's will. But Wednesday's episode is only on Patreon. Sign up at patreon.com slash haveawordpod. Today's podcast is sponsored by Prism Clothing. Prism is a men's streetwear brand based in the greatest city in the world, Liverpool. Every month they drop a new collection of custom-made hats and hoodies with t-shirts coming very soon. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook under Prism Clo. So Instagram is at P-R-Y-Z-M-C-L-O and Facebook is P-R-Y-Z-M space C-L-O. You can also place all orders at prismclo.com. They've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer of 15% off on all orders using the code HAVE15. That's H-A-V-1-5 and you use that code at the checkout. So go to prismclo.com now and treat yourself. Go on, lockdown shit, cheer yourself up. You deserve it. Now, I'm getting the word not. Oh, Jesus. Who the fuck is that guy? Denise! Don't chat to me! I can see fumes coming off your pom pom look like petrol station. Shut up! Disgusting! Follow us on social media at HaverWordPod. And don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash HaverWordPod. They go by Alan and Dave, Aaron and Dean, Grandad and the Yeti, or even Chanel and Denise. But what's for sure is they are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Don't be a Tory. Down your tabo shandy and tell a friend. This is Hava Wad. I'm already recording, motherfucker. All right. Have you got a vest on? Oh, no, it's the Saints, isn't it? Oh, so it's got like skin colored arms. I tell you what's happening there, Dad. Saints vest on then. And I swear to God, I was about to just turn the meeting off and go. (laughs) Uh, And you don't, pal. (laughs) So it looks more gold. I am a Norlins, Norlins Saints fan. And uh, they are black and gold, which is. Uh, black and gold weirdly and gold. weirdly sounds wanky kind of looks good but uh <laughs> this this top that i've got on like last season i was like ah, i'm not buying it ah, probably getting a bit fatter could probably do with a a top and i was like ah nah fuck it they'll be all right but i'm a grown man i'm nearly as old as the fucking quarterback and he's one of the oldest quarterbacks in the fucking league i'm not a, i'm not wearing <laughs> Merchandise, not wearing a shirt, and then we lost the first game to the Rams. I was like, ah, definitely fucking not. It's absolute disgrace. Terrible, terrible refereeing decision. I'm thirty fucking eight, thirty nine years old, and then we won the second one. We dicked the Texans. I was like, whoa! I was on fucking eBay and I bought this. And because the lights of the studio are washing it out, it looks like I'm just wearing like a sports, like a, almost a a basketball, basketball now. Yeah. 
I don't know how you look in one of those bad boys, but I bought one of those a couple of summers ago because I was like, I'm in the garden lot, get my arms out. I bought a, uh, a retro Adidas Scotty Pippen Chicago Bulls. I wore it twice. Lo- the look Laura gave me, because I wear some shit, and <laughs> Laura looked at me like, if you ever want to bang me again, you need to fucking put that back on eBay. And that's genuinely what I did. So, yeah, I'm not... My arms, these fucking little pea shooters are not coming out. Um, Talking about the Chicago Bulls, have you... Uh, I know you're fucking snowed under with the with getting your special I out. six episodes in to The Last Dance. I've watched the first six. Bloody hell. We just finished the second episode yesterday. And Laura couldn't give two flying fucks about basketball, and she is into this. Oh yeah, well I'm not into basketball. I love most sport. I can certainly get into watching a bit of most sports. There's a few that just don't before me, but like I've always liked the idea of basketball without ever watching any games. Um, and I th- I've always known sort of just you pick it up don't you that Michael Jordan's contestant as soon as I heard there was something I'm just obsessed with people who are the best at what they do like the best ever like yeah. he's almost undisputed in that category isn't he so um, yeah I've I, I was really interested in watching it and it's so much better than I expected it to be it's fucking phenomenal it's um, yeah basketball wise when I, I was like when all this was happening in the mid 90s I was like 13, 14, 15 the Bulls were Every, like, like you know how you had Paris Saint-Germain on the other day and now Paris Saint-Germain yeah. are now like to have that clobber is all of a sudden cool 10 years ago fucking PSG you'd be like why the fuck would I be wearing PSG stuff they're like fine like back in the mid 90s the Chicago Bulls like if you had a, a Seattle Supersonics you're a fucking hipster before there was hipsters like who the fuck wears that <laughs> maybe you had an Orlando Magic one and uh, everyone had the bull stuff, so I know the characters, but I'm not, I'm not into basketball. But I just think it's fascinating that Laura is just in, and I and I think that's testament to. We, we were trying to sum it up as we finished the second episode. I was like, she was like, I was like, are you still in to this? She was like, because I always worry that she's going to be on Instagram and just being like, yeah, it's fine. You can you can watch another episode if you want. But I was like, are you yeah. in? She was like, oh, I'm yeah, totally in. And that's just basically good documentary making. And it, as long as the story's good, it can be about anything. True crime, sport, like film star. It doesn't matter. You cannot be into something as long as they tell the story properly. Oh, man, it's... Uh, if, you've, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm not really, not really into it. I'm not really into basketball. Give it a watch because it's very engaging. Just because partly of what Adam's saying, it's one of the best ever to do to do the thing he does but he's done it to an extent that you're like you have to hear about how he did it it's fascinating okay. really and I'd watch that about almost, like if you told me there was a documentary about the best ever knitter like this is this bitch knits a scarf like no one's ever knitted a scarf before I'd watch that documentary just because I like greatness <laughs> You know what? Of all the analogies you could have pulled out, A, I would never have guessed it. If you were like, Dan, I'm about to do an analogy. Can you guess what it's going to be about? I wouldn't have gone knitting. 
I think the reason, yeah, there's there's best of certain things, isn't there? But when your contract is potentially for like thirty five million dollars a season, and there's thirty thousand people in an arena, it's sort of like it's easy to to put more emphasis on it. Like knitting is very rarely. I don't. The top class, even in America, the top class knitters, they're not pulling in that sort of salary. <laughs> not even with sponsorship deals from like wool manufacturers. But um, yeah, I just find it really. Uh, so yeah, do give it a do give it a watch. Just before we crack on, because uh, we're going to talk about Adam's special, which is released tonight. The merch store will go live tomorrow morning at eleven a.m. I will send out the discount codes to our Patreon tiers. If you're a five pound Patreon, you get 10% off. If you're a 10 pound Patreon, you get 20% off. And I will send out those uh, discount codes to the patrons and then it will go live at 11. I will be on Twitter and I will be on the email. If there's any issues, I will be live with it and I will help sort it out. It is a pre-order merch store. It's all up. It's fairly simple. It's fairly easy to work out. We've got five options. We've kept it simple. Let's see what you think. Basically, in the next five, six, seven days, we'll get an indication of how many uh, uh, T-shirts or hoodies people want, what sizes they want, and from there, we'll project and we'll do an order. It will take two or three weeks to get you your club, but it will be got. Thank you for even giving a shit about our merch. Um, yeah, we've really had a lot cool. of people asking for it, and we're really grateful that people are supporting the idea of the pre-order so that we don't over or under-order the stock. So do jump on that uh, tomorrow morning. And I had a couple of people message us about when we change when we put the new the current Patreon um, tier structure in. We mentioned that everyone who's a ten pound uh, patron is going to get a free signed have a word poster. And people have been asking, like not rushing us, but saying we're just wondering when we're going to get that. We're you're going to get that when me and Dan are in the same room, so that we can sign the posters. Because otherwise, we've got to send them to Dan. He signs them all. Then they've got to be shipped to me. I sign them all. Then they've got to be sent back to Dan because Dan and Laura are going to be helping us a lot with the um, the merch side of stuff. So it's just going to be so much simpler Would if you... we can be in the same room to do it. Yeah, and what um, what is that poster going to be? I mean, I've knocked up a couple of things. Because I do the graphics for the for the Twitter and the and the the website and everything and the Patreon, you know. But I was like, I was I was knocking stuff up together, going, "This is fine, like it's fine." But how much better would it be to have like a live shot from the studio, or even a live shot from the live show, and like have that printed and have that? Would that not make a better poster than me putting some graphics together? I mean, it's up. It's basically up to the listeners. If you want to let us know, but. I think we'll definitely have other posters like that down the line. I think for now, um, we, we can get a, a decent design done for this one and All get right. those out. And even if this is a, a limited run, maybe for the first poster, we just do however many £10 patrons there are. We just do that many posters of this so that no one else ever gets one. Yeah, you specific. I mean? Yeah, maybe it would make sense to, to do it like that. We'll... Uh... We'll see you on Patreon, patreon.com slash have a word pod. We'll, uh, we'll interact with our patrons and see what they fancy. Maybe I'll throw a couple of designs out and see what gets traction. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for being patient with the merch. It will go live at 11 a.m. tomorrow, the year of our Lord, 2020. That is the 30th of May. And uh, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Fucking hell, Adam Rowe. How is the special? 
How's it going, mate? You've sent me the fucking... We're going to watch it tonight. Me and Loz are going to watch it tonight. I'm getting a special fucking business part and a preview. As have, uh, <laughs> as have the yeah, patrons. So it goes... It's already on YouTube, but it's currently on a private link. That will change at midnight tonight. Um, as I said, it will be out on Saturday the 30th of May. So... As of Saturday the 30th of May, Greenwich Mean Time, it will be available um, tonight. However, if you are a Patreon member and you haven't checked your Patreon messages today and you're just listening to this, you can go to your inbox. I've sent you all a link um, to to watch it and it's had over 200 views in the half an hour since I sent the link to the patrons. So 200 patrons have immediately jumped on and watched this thing. I've already had a few messages uh, from our patrons saying they've loved it and I'm very, very grateful for that. And if you do get time over the weekend, whether you're an avid listener of the podcast, whether you're not, whether you're a casual, whether you're a patron, whatever, do me a favour, go and watch this this weekend. If you enjoy it, like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment on the video, a positive one, um, and send someone else the link to the special and say, I've just watched this, it's dead good. I'm dead proud of it. Uh, there's another trailer going out tomorrow, which I think is a really funny one, um, with some backstage footage in that people are going to like. And I just, I've said this a few times, this is not a project I've put out to make money in the immediate term. This is something I've put out because I just want as many people as possible to see it. Um, and I, the only way that's going to happen is if people who are fans of mine, which is people who listen to this podcast, go and watch this fucking thing and just send it round to your mates. I know a lot of you have been recommending this podcast to people and please continue to do that. But a lot more people watch stand up than listen to podcasts. Um, so it might be an easier sell for you at the minute to say, hey, you know, that lad I've been telling you about is a stand up special. Yeah. It's free. It's in HD. So you can put it on your big fucking telly on the YouTube app on your laptop, on your phone, whatever you want it, and it'll go live at midnight tonight for all public people. Yeah, and I mean, maybe watch a couple of episodes of The Last Dance and then watch Adam's special and just see two of the most committed competitors in their individual fields. You know, a lot of people are saying, Jordan, was he a bit of a bully? Is Adam a pedo? I don't know. But the main thing is they get the job done. Do you know what I mean? They just... You say that as well because I actually do this special wearing a Michael Jordan basketball top. So I'm wearing it for the whole special. I'm just on stage in London, comedy store, with me fucking pasty arms out. <laughs> oh, the one for the wank bank. <laughs> uh, we've got a little bit of a, a gremlin on the line, Adam. I think we should uh, just check our line. Let's have a word from our sponsor and just uh, and then check the line, and and then we'll be uh, sweet for the second section. Is that aight? Aight. Shout out to Trans Alloy Wheels. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. These guys are a well-trusted family business. They do exceptional work. If you want your wheels and bodywork jazzing up and you're anywhere in the north, go and see Charlie and the boys at Trans Alloy Wheels. They're good guys. They can make your motor look better. They can add value to your car. They do insurance work. They do powder coating, diamond cutting, painting. They do new tires, acid stripping shop blasting tire fitting and removal these guys 
are wheel wizards. If you've got cracks in your bodywork, they can well repair them and they do insurance gigs. And the best part is, have a word listeners get 25% off fucking everything. The main thing is, Charlie and the guys at Transilo Wheels have supported us during the Rona. They've sponsored this podcast and we want to support them. We can't go and get our cars sorted just yet. As soon as the Rona's done, I'm going. In the meantime, I'm going to follow them online. We'd love it if you could do it as well. On Facebook, they're Trans Alloy Wheels. That's all one word, Trans Alloy, all one word, wheels. Give them a like, give them a follow. They're on Twitter, at Trans Alloy W. Trans Alloy W. And have a look for Trans Alloy Wheels on Instagram. They've shown this podcast some love. Let's show them some love back. All right, back to the pod. Your ma and dad listen to Have A Word. Hello, baby. Hello, um, I, I had quite a few windows open on me browser, so it's possible that that was draining a bit of my internet, but I've, I've ah, closed them all. Making it, it do might- too much. Oh, I do fucking love. Do you ever defrag a computer? I mean, this, this when people go, I've got OCD. I think everyone's who likes a, you know when you tidy something your desk or whatever your room nice to get everything in the right order there's certain things that that are just quite satisfying my mum was a teacher primary school teacher and every couple of months she would bring home i don't this is so 80s but yogurt pots full of pva glue that was dried out and the yogurt pots were the perfect size they collected them all the classrooms in the school had them but they used PVA glue from these yogurt pots. And every couple of months, they'd have dried up, gone hard, and my mum brought them back. And she gave 10 to my sister. She had 10. I had 10. And we peeled off the PVA glue from inside the yogurt pots and sat there as a weird little OCD fucking family unit, my dad, either at work or not present. And ju- the the weird satisfaction of like being able to pull it, and instead of just like just being able, the the joy was to get all of the inside mold out in like one sort of pull. Oh, so satisfying! So same same with defragging a computer. Defrag. So like, you go into say I've got a Windows. I don't know what it's like on Apple Mac, but you basically go disk clean up in the sort of control panel and go disk clean up and it if you don't do it some computers will never do it it just goes to your computer and goes let's just delete all the waste the shit that's on here that you never use and <laughs> i've done it regularly since i've had a laptop so it's like oh yeah you've got a, like one gig of of data that you could just fuck off it's just useless i once did it on my dad's laptop and he must have had it, it you'd <laughs> think the amount of shit that that disc cleanup deleted he'd had the laptop since he was like an eight-year-old boy in like 1960 fucking two it was like it took it ages and it was like it's like it was going into the dell like into corners of the laptop going bloody hell we've not even opened this fucking cupboard for ages look at all this shit it tried to delete like 98 gig of fucking data ah finally i'm free of all this shit it was so fucking satisfying and the and the laptop went from being so slow oh fucking hell that's the equivalent of when you move an house and you finally throw out the tin of John West tuna. <laughs> oh. Been in your cupboard since oh. the day after you moved in. Oh, I sort of <laughs> love that shit. I I will never be a hoarder. 
because my mum was a fucking hoarder. I will never let that happen to this house. And and sometimes you you get a year down the line and go, where's that thing? Oh, I fucking threw it out, didn't I? Because I didn't want shit We've everywhere. We've been doing a lot of throwing house, and I've just... So my dad's a hoarder, right? He's a fucking bad one as well. He's the type of person, if he's walking around on like bin collection day and someone's left what looks like a perfectly good chair next to the bin, hoping the bin men will take it, he'd be like, I fucking... Get, grab that chair, lad. I'm going to refurbish that and sell it and he's that type of person do you know what I mean uh, now it never that. got refurbed and it never got sold it just got no. put somewhere in the house yes in his, in his fucking garden his back yes, garden looks like mate. a fucking TK Maxx working room yes um, because we're, we're sorting this house out Jade's being fucking great Jade's a bit of a hoarder sometimes she can she can hoard a bit right Um. But since we've been doing this clear out and getting the room swapped, it's given us a reason to be quite ruthless and throw a lot of shit away. And we've got a few bin bags that, like, we can't fit in our bin uh, at the minute. So, and they're not full of, like, food and stuff, so it's not rotten. It's just, like, crap that we're throwing away. So I said to Jade, an idea. Let's get a skip. But I'm going to tell me dad that we're getting a skip, but if he wants, I'll get them to put it outside his house. And he can use the skip. We're going to put about fucking six bin bags in this fucking thing. And then he's going to get a chance to clear his whole house out. So that's what's happened. Right. He's getting a skip. So I've said to him, yeah, dad, look, you've, you've said for a while you wanted to get a skip, but you can't afford one. Here's your skip, lad. Throw all the shades away. Is there a chance he's going to take stuff from those six bin bags that you've put in that <laughs> skip and put it back in his ass? Do you know what, Dan? I hadn't fucking thought of that. And now I'm going to have a panic attack. <laughs> Can I, can I also, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I I had skips over Christmas because we've had rooms sorted out and then I was fucking about, we just, the guy we bought this house off left so much shit and I know you could sort of walk around the shell when we got the keys, you could tell where he'd, he'd, he'd taken his stuff and then he got to that point, you know, got to see the move out date. You've got to have all your stuff out by a certain point. He'd obviously just got to the point of like, oh, I've done enough. And you're like, no, <laughs> fuck not, Cole. You've not done enough because you've left shit. If you don't want shit, you don't just leave it in the house like, next person, I, I didn't want that. I don't give a fuck. It's a knackered old Ikea, like, double lamp. You know, when they're like, oh, it's for the room and for reading. Fuck off. <laughs> It didn't even work. We plugged it in and was like, oh, no, it's fucked. Oh, just awful. So the worst thing was we got a skip and we were like, we'll need a skip for this and the rooms, right? So we filled the skip way quicker than we expected. And then we got another skip and uh, that was like half full and it was over Christmas and the weird anxiety that that gave me thinking someone was going to try and put their fucking Christmas tree in that skip. I was like, I don't even. We'd not even been in that long, but it's weird to have a skip out on your on your front over Christmas. It just tilts into the neighbours thinking, "Well, I don't want this Christmas tree anymore," and they're a fucking pain in the balls. Maybe I won't have to put it in the car and drive it all the way over there because that cunt at number twenty three, he's got a half empty skip, and I I got. I'm not even joking. I got close to sellotaping on a sign don't don't use my fucking skip, dickheads, and then thought I can't do it. I can't. I give me so much. Preempt. Yes. They're so eggy. <laughs> That's so eggy, isn't it? Like, don't put stuff in my skip. Well, I fucking wasn't going to, but I'm going to now. Would you not I be worried that. that someone would stick shit in your. D I'd hate that. If 
Especially now because the tips are a ball like. Um. Well, no, I don't care. I think he'll he will throw stuff away because my little brother's going to do it with him, and he'll do it quite quickly. So yeah. it'll probably all happen in a day anyway. It's not like he's got to take stuff off the walls. It's not like he's moving out. He's got shite that he can just pick up from the living room and throw in the fucking skip. You know what I mean? Would he Would he be the kind of person that if you did one of them, like, you know, like one day makeup, I can't remember what the show's called. It's on like daytime TV and there's like eight of them and there's a few handymen and they come in while they're at fucking... What, what is it? 60 minute makeover. That's it. And it clearly takes a day and a half. Would he be all right with that, or would there be murders if you did that? Oh, there'd probably be murders. Yeah. <laughs> He's very like, fucking touch my fucking house. Don't you dare throw one of my 11 Hoovers away. <laughs> I might fucking mean. Hey, that second broken tumble dryer was very fucking useful. That'd have been worth some money. That's the thing, innit? It's always like, it could be worth a bit of money, that. You're like, no, mate, not there. Not working in your living room. It's just a fire hazard. Did you ever do you ever remember the show? I think it was like on early nineties, maybe no, late nineties, early noughties, and it was called Home on Their Own. And it was a home makeover show. Right. But what would happen is the parents, so it'd be like a house with like say two parents and two kids. The parents would be sent away for like a week on like a couple's retreat. Yeah, mum and dad, you go away. And the kids got to tell the home designers what they wanted the house to be. Fuck. Oh. So, like, one of them, like, they came back and, like, the kids had put, like, a fucking McDonald's in the kitchen instead <laughs> of... <laughs> there was one where they'd replaced the stairs with a slide and like a fireman's pole that went from upstairs into the dining area. What like, channel was this? Kid, what channel was this? This can't be BBC. Uh, so it was like the kids just get free reign over what to do. I'm pretty sure it only ran for like a series or two, but I fucking loved it. And I begged me mum, oh mum, please go in this look. They'll send you an Aldi for the weekend. You know, you don't really like the house anymore, so we could do it up. She's like, I'm not fucking doing that because I'll come back and you're going to have a fucking swimming pool in the fucking living room. <laughs> I'm not fucking I, fucking I love the... I lo it cl clearly is not a 14-season show, is it? I, <laughs> like, there was eight episodes in the first season and there was six, you know, court cases. But, you know, we're fine now. Pimp Myra... Oh, Jay's just brought in a cordial. What a fucking good egg she is. Um, lovely. Pimp My Ride was, you know when you're like you know when you want to just think something's dog shit, but that whole before and after is just, there's something so satisfying, because it feels like you've been part of A, tidying up, or B, renovating or improving, but you've just been sat on your fat ass on, on your couch Oh yeah, I remember when that was a shithole 26 minutes ago we've done it together you've done fuck all but there's something it's almost like you get vicarious like oh yes I have improved things you've done jack Pimp shit my ride is one of the best examples of the budget differences between American TV <laughs> and Britain because in America they were like pimp my ride who are we going to get let's get ludicrous what movie star multi-platinum selling rapper yeah let's get ludicrous we want to bring that to the uk here's your budget who can we afford 
Tim Westwood. I'm 72 years old. year old man who's still got a sovereign ring. <laughs> and they had they had that amazing chop shop, didn't they? <laughs> for for um, Pimp My Ride. And the budget was clearly a hundred thousand dollars a car <laughs> in the uk i was like yeah so what we've done is we've given it check it out alloy wheels yeah and we've also got a cd multi-changer we have tinted three of the four windows <laughs> yeah um, we've paid your car road tax instead of six months we've paid it for 12 months <laughs> And we've also put in an air freshener and we've taken it down the Polish at Tesco. <laughs> we have refilled your air in your tires. <laughs> we used our own pound in the machine at the BP garage. <laughs> we've given it a Hoover, uh, but not but not in the boot because there was already loads of shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> we we have reset your clock to the right time. <laughs> Fucking, do you know what? If you wanted to do a great show, is if you were just like a Euro Millions winner, and you're like, what would you do with the Euro Millions? You wouldn't be able to get sued that badly, but just spending your like ridiculous amount of millions on like doing a show called "Piss Off My Ride" or "Pimp Up My Granddad's Ride," and just while your granddad's. <laughs> At like a doctor's appointment, take his fucking Rover, <laughs> nineteen ninety-five Rover, and pimp it out against his will. What the fuck have you done to this? And he's got like spinners. There's been a look at this man. Oh my god, I'd fucking love it. Irate granddad. I can't go to the fucking bowls club in that. It's got hydraulics. I look at right dickhead going to Morrison's. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> oh, oh God! Well, our sort of schedules all over the shop because we had a little yeah, bit that's of it. The end of the first section. <laughs> that's, that's sort of the end of the first section, but we're already in the second section. Adam, it's your sort of your your baby today, isn't it? Everybody's talking. We want what you brought. I have invented six. Oh, that was sick, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Um, fucking skills. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Would you rather's for you that I invented about half an hour before we're recording this? <laughs> Wicked. Watch me. I'm gonna be like speed speed round here because. We also, we've got the, what we think is going to be the final chapter of Shitgate. I don't so, think it is going to be the final chapter. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's got to be some resolution. But And also, we because of, two. Because, of, <laughs> because of shit we had to do today, we're recording slightly later, and I get such passive-aggressive eggy shit when the fucking episodes go up like, like no, thank you for getting that problem. I'm like, all right. So we're, watch me. I'm going to be efficient, funny. Bang. Would you rather? Bang. Go on. I'm ready. I love it when, for some reason, because it's like an away leg. I love it when you give would you rather's to me. Yeah, I know. I really like the role reversal. It's good. Oh, um, by the way, Patreon, for the Patreon episode, two two independent people for next Wednesday 
have suggested a, a Shag Marry Avoid variant. So on Patreon's episode, we're going to try a new feature on Wednesday, which is a variant on Shag Marry Avoid. And Adam, it is shaping up fucking nice. Go on, ready? Sweet. Um, okay. Okay. Right, there we go. Okay. Happy days. Would you rather... Yeah. Never be able to understand a single word anyone's saying. So even if they're speaking English, you just hear a language you can't understand. Yeah, like that. Or have people never be able to understand the word you're saying in the same way. So much for the speed round, kid. These are philosophical. Philosophical. No. Yeah. And I tell you... Uh, it's an it's an interesting one but basically it would be if you couldn't understand what anyone was saying you'd lose netflix you'd lose you know what i mean like if you lost that if you, as long as you can comprehend you've basically got i mean i don't want to this is i don't want to be insensitive but i'm there are disabilities where yeah <laughs> I don't want to be, but fucking buckle up. Upset me, nasty bitch. When you're completely comprehending everything that's going on around you, but you're like, all right, he's happy, loves. That means God. That probably means God. No, he doesn't like that. I, I would, I'd rather be that guy because honestly, I think that gets you. You mean? It means you get to watch stuff. So when there's a disability, like for instance, the 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 blind have radio, and I, and I'm genuinely not making light of this. Like, I enjoy the radio, and I enjoy podcasting. Can you imagine how amazing podcasting is to the blind? They they lose fucking nothing apart from a few references that they maybe don't get because they've not seen shit but that must be just so empowering to be like oh i'm listening to a medium that i just fucking that i'm on par not it's not like a blockbuster where you can hear explosions going about that's fucking great is a cgi in this one yeah there is malcolm for you fucking missed it I think being able to comprehend things, it must be hugely frustrating to not be understood, but at least you can take it in. The other way round is just fucking bedlam, innit? Every time you look at your wife, she's like, oh, I don't think she wants to fuck. That's, I tell you that. Nothing about the way she delivered that nonsensical fucking garbage. Was saying... I want to bang. But you're making yourself that person. <laughs> That's what she's going to see when she looks at you. <laughs> oh, she can bin me off. I don't, I wouldn't expect her to stay married to me. I'm not even sure I expect anyone to stay married to me. I'm starting to just, oh. I'm even when we're like happy, like we were even talking about trying for another baby. I'm, I'm sort of like getting myself right for the day. Laura goes, I've had enough. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, of course you have. Look after yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, like I don't think the way I am drinking the for the fourth time this week. I'm on. I've literally got turbo shandies like ready. I'm a fucking. I'm I'm big shiny. I I know I've got my charms, but they're not permanent. If Laura turned around and went, yeah, I'm done. I'd be like, 
course you are. Good luck to you. You know, let's keep it. Yeah. Let's not get nasty. Of course, if, you, if you're there going, <laughs> she's like, darling, <laughs> what do you want for tea? <laughs> it's good that she's here and Jade have stuck around this long, really, because I think like both of our partners are very beautiful and we're both punching above our weight. We can both say that. I think that's fair. And that's nice because it means they've stuck around because as a comedian, what can happen a lot of the time is when you're single, you can do a gig and attractive women see you on stage and they're like, oh my God, isn't he really funny? I want to fuck him. Mm. And then they fuck you. And then they wake up next to you the next morning when they're in no mood to be made laugh. And they're like, what the fuck have I done? (laughs) When the three or four beverages have worn off. And I don't mean that to be like, you've took advantage. Just a natural, normal amount of beverage. (laughs) He's been on stage. What a wonderful jape. Mm, He's an alpha male. He's the focus of the show. I'm going to take him home. I'm a confident young woman. One girl, and I've always hate one night stands. One, One girl in the morning looked at me. She was a bit younger than me and went, oh, you're quite fat really, aren't you? Sorry. Fuck. Whew, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to go back, man. Do you know the difference between the obviously when you meet you'd be mad. You'd be mad to meet a girl who makes you happy and who you like and who likes you and be like, I'm not into it. Of course you're gonna be into it. Like it's fucking it's just good, but you're at a different stage of it for me. Like I am I'm down the line here, mate. You're like, if Jade turned around tomorrow, you'd basically be doing dog visitation. You'd be out of a rental contract. Like, you're in it. You need to either, you need to, you need to just, you know, I'm saying the need for you to trim pubes is more than me. I could let it grow. That's what I'm saying. I can go wild. She's fucking mortgage child. She's going nowhere, mate. <laughs> On this subject, I've got a, what I mean, would you rather, this sort of along this subject. So, would you rather. Have to live alone in the woods, <laughs> sorry, Unabomber just, style. Sorry, I'm just laughing at my how ridiculous that answer got for the last one. I started going way too fucking well. Very deep. Darren's gone. We've lost. I was just literally, man. I was like, there was halfway through. I was talking such shit that halfway through, I actually. Do you ever have that thing when you're making a point? And you're like, what are you on about? And I was like, keep styling it out. <laughs> keep styling it out, Dan. You can do it. I'm just saying, trim your pubes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm fucking talking bullshit. Right, gone. I heard you, Unabomber. So this is good. This is a serious one. Would you rather yeah. have to live alone? In the woods, Unabomber style. Yeah. So you're just in a fucking shed in the woods. Have I got internet? No. No podcast? No. Oh, dear. Or live in a two-bedroom flat with Laura, Laura's siblings and parents, your siblings and parents, Etta, and all the children that come with the people I've mentioned. (laughs) <laughs> do you I don't I don't think you understand your own question what, what do you mean is there money with the second one no is there like a million pounds with the second one <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you haven't finished the second bit <laughs> oh, I think you need to go back to the oh, David Dickinson real deal 
I don't think you've got the fucking cash out for the second one. Can I just go through who that is you just described? <laughs> Did you say all of Laura's siblings and my siblings and my parents and her parents? Yeah. She's got four fucking brothers and sisters. Who... Okay, well, then it's a three-bedroom. <laughs> Oi, David Dickinson, I need some money for the second one. Otherwise, I'm in, I'm in the woods wanking at squirrels. How long, right, if you genuinely went feral and lived in the woods before you tried to fuck a badger? <laughs> an hour. An hour and a half. There's no internet. Look, there's no 4G. I haven't got a phone. Whoa, look at that tree. <laughs> Your phone's gone. The internet's gone. You've just got a gun and a notebook. <laughs> it's the first one. And I love my wife and daughter, but I do not feel <laughs> quite the same about my family and her family. That would be the worst type of refugee bedlam. <laughs> mate, mate, fuck that. I'm, I'd miss Laura, but the alternative is just so dog shit, it's unbelievable. Even if you give me Mark Wahlberg's house, like his 19-bedroom house, I'd still be like, what, all her family? What, and their... Pa Jesus Christ. Shout out to uh, all my uh, in-laws. <laughs> Tom and Emily okay. actually listen to the podcast. Hi, Tom. I guess that one's gone. Dan's going to him in the woods. Fuck it, I'm going to the woods. Ah, uh, right. Does a comedian shit in the woods? Oh, I love these. You're Would good you at these. You're good at these. <laughs> only be able to sprint everywhere at full speed so you can never walk you just yeah you know, or only be able to crawl everywhere like a baby and you would get just as tired from sprinting as you do right now and you'd never get fitter <laughs> well I mean the sprinting thing right now wouldn't be so bad because I basically go to the co-op and it's a three minute walk and I can actually sprint that no, but like when you finish the podcast and you go for a wee in a minute, you would sprint to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you ever crawled anywhere? Because it's very your knees are very tender, very tender spots, um, aren't they? I, I suppose you 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 evolve thick knees. Do you ever think that it's amazing that we got to where we are evolution evolutionarily? In terms, because what we've been given physically is not up to much, is it? I mean, the brain and our like cognitive capacity and our the skill set we've developed as a species is absolutely phenomenal. But even if you just walk on your driveway without shoes on, you're like, <laughs> like just a little bit of walking on gravel, you're like, fucking hell! Like we weren't given. We've not ended up with the best set of physical tools, have we? Um, I, I just just because I've just walked on my new gravel the other day and it was absolutely fucking painful. Um, I am going to sprint and yeah, I mean it's going to work out when you need a shit in it, but yeah, it's going to be. I like to introduce you on stage and have you sprint to the stage and just look. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole crowd like he's keen, he's keen. 
at hot water where there is and I am not even exaggerating a 12 inch gap there's like a 12 inch gap for you to squeeze your my dick or my ass basically you've got to choose who you're going to fucking stick your ass in it's so brutal I have to apologise to every guy that I stick my dick near when I try and get on the stage at hot water imagine that sprinting but yeah it's still better than imagine crawling on stage <laughs> ladies and gents please welcome on stage Mr Adam Rowe and as he crawls on everyone's like is he doing a bit is he doing a bit that is so open spot isn't it that's a so new comedian idea I've had an idea I'm going to be like um, I'm going to crawl on the stage oh, that'll work out yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm running. I'm a runner. Okay, I think uh, this one's going to be. How's your running going, by the way? Just a quick pause on the uh, um, WYRs. I've done five runs, three k each time. Shave the minute off ish every time. Getting better. Last night it was very hot all day, so me and Jade at midnight did a six kilometer walk. Took the dog for a midnight walk down to where my old school is and then back that genuinely sounds quite fun yeah it was lovely isn't Many it weird how when we got it. yeah <laughs> but isn't it weird how the shutdown has afforded you like some I mean most of the time you're like oh I'd rather do other stuff but it's weird when all the other options are taken off the table how a midnight walk all of a sudden like and I really do mean what we said we said this really early on when the shutdown kicked in some relationships will not survive this shutdown and others will be in a better shape when you come out of it and maybe there'll be a few spats along the way and there's a little bit of cabin fever but a midnight walk with your partner on a beautiful Thursday night you'd never do that as a comedian when would you do that? No you know, never. It's nice It's great And I went to the driving range the other night that was good got me Oh yeah you me some bits. Tomorrow going for a game of golf on Wednesday next week I'm getting back into it mate I'm excited Um would you rather every time you think about anything sexual, and I'm including like if you think about a nipple, that counts, you get an absolute rock hard erection that doesn't go down for three hours or until you deal with it. So you can go and have a wank and it's gone. But if you think about something sexual again, it's going to come back. Or. Every time you think about weeing or pooing, a little tiny bit of whatever you're thinking about comes out. <laughs> and these would both include hearing someone else talk about. So if Laura went to you, I'm going for a wee. You'd wheeze then in your head and you'd wee a bit. Oh, that'd be a mess, wouldn't it? <laughs> that'd be a mess. Especially I'm good at coming up with this shit, you know? Yeah, you are, you are. You are quite good at this. Um... I mean, what what if someone was like, oh, tell you what, someone just jumped out from behind and I shit myself and you were like, shit, and that, oh, that'd yeah. be fucked. But only a little bit, only a little bum nugget. Yeah, but that's enough to have to, you have to have a shower after a bum nugget, don't you? I'm not talking, it wouldn't be like the size of a chicken nugget, it'd be the size of like... Um, you shot, you shot a little bit. You know, just a little, like a rabbit shit, like a little... Mate, you know full well... Size. Yeah, but that doesn't happen, does it? Some days it's more of a, you know, listening to this podcast would have been a major a fucking of- problem. <laughs> <laughs> like every third episode, I'd shit myself four times, just a little bit. Yeah, so I, a fucking I, rock hard I, what you're saying is 
basically, do you want a ton of testosterone, like sex pest levels of testosterone, or do you want to be incontinent? And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'll deal with the boner. Oh, it's a fucking holidays would be awful. Because I'd rather be a nonstance shit me pants. Holidays. I really mean that, like round the pool, and you're like, you've had a beer the night before, and you're like, oh god, and there's some French you imagine girl dropping in a off at school, and you know you've got this affliction, and you'd be like, whatever you do, don't think of anything sexual, and then you've thought of that, and then boner dropping your kid off. Yeah, but that's the thing with having a five. 4.45 No, no, go dick. on, baby. No, daddy's going to stay in the car. Daddy's got one of his problems. Which way should I go, daddy? Just fucking point with my dick. That way. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will take the boner and I will wear baggy pants. I'll be like, MC- oh no, maybe that'd be worse. Don't know what's the best thing for an, uh, for an uncontrollable boner. Have you ever it's done that? Like- have, you ever- <laughs> have you ever done that when you've been... <laughs> But like the Amazon delivery guys here, and you've got a boner. You have <laughs> like, to put it in the waistband of your shorts. Yeah. So you <laughs> yes, mate. Did it this morning. I. That is a fucking great moment. Where you're like, if this, like, if this technically goes wrong, I am going to be signing for this package with my dick. Like, could you, <laughs> could you sign here? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've also done it with a towel. I think that's a good one because you can like. Wrap it, put really tight your up, belly. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a boner because I do not like the idea of plop it. It's just very disconcerting when you just poo yourself a little bit in it. I mean, I, we've all been there, aren't we? But it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. I had to have a poo in a field the other morning. It was really, it's, it's, it's not good. Went for a jog and it just the need came over me. And I didn't mention what? it. I didn't mention it on the pod because you don't give me any sympathy as an IBS sufferer. You're like, so what? That's a Tuesday. But for me, it's unusual. But I just... No, it's not a Tuesday. I don't go shitting in fields. No, I know. But you are always like, oh, mate, when you've got to go, you've got to go. But in the morning when I wake up, some mornings I wake up early. I've got that beautiful hour. Like if I wake up at 6.37... A stinking pile of COVID-19 in a field. No, I'm (laughs) fucking clear, mate. I've, I've isolated. I've got nat going on. I've left shit in a field and some blue roll. I, 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 I'm like a greyhound. I much prefer jogging, af, running after a shit. But sometimes I'm like, God, Laura and Etta are definitely going to be up by eight. And then it's my sort of responsibility to start kicking in because Laura starts working from home at nine. If I get up and I'm away at like quarter to seven, I'm up. Right, but I need a bit of caffeine, so I bosh like a fucking carabao. Love the lime, is it the sour apple carabao? Bosh one of them, and then I've got that window when I'm like, if I plop right now, I'm gonna be away. I'm gonna have a great 45 minute odd run, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm running out of time. I've boshed my carabao. I'm feeling it. I could feel things happening, but it wasn't happening quick enough. I was like, fuck it. I'll just go running. But I, there was some blue roll out. Laura had been cleaning the kitchen the night before. So I just grabbed some blue roll. I was like, it'll be fine. I'm sure it's going to be fine. I got about fucking 20 minutes from the house. And I was like, no, oh, it's not going to be fine, is it? It's not going to be fine. <laughs> and then I just made this decision to not be a fanny about it. I was like, you've got blue roll. There's a field right here. You live in semi-rural Chester. Just get in that field and deal with it. Instead of going, uh, oh, I might try and get home, uh, I just jumped over a oh. gate and shat in a field. Let me just put the hazards on for a second, mm. park the car. 
Yeah. Why did you have the blue roll? Because getting ready for the run, I didn't have time to wait. I knew there was a potential for it. I didn't have time to wait for it. Usually I do. Usually I'll wait it out. So you talk emergency in case I need a shit in a field I, blue roll. I'm so lazy. I was in the kitchen. The downstairs toilet was seven yards away. And I couldn't be bothered going to get toilet roll. The blue roll was there. <laughs> and I jumped over. I got in this field. And then in my head, I was like, imagine at 20 past seven in the morning, if like a like a, an early morning fucking douchebag walker had jumped over like, like a little the gate and be like what are you doing oh, i'm sorry i've had a carabao yeah so i'd i'd yeah that's not good i don't want to plot myself that was, that was a self-fulfilling prophecy that one kids you fucked yourself up not to be fair um, i felt well prepared it's not affected uh, by the way blue roll i've got two but one of them i'm i've lost faith in so we're just going to do one more do you know um, that is literally how i feel about a third of the stuff we do on this podcast i'm like oh god i hope he likes it <laughs> I'm more forgiving than you. You're like not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> next, next. Go on. Would you rather last one? Everything you put in your mouth. Oh dear. Be black. Food wise. Oh sorry. sorry. All yeah, the yeah. solids. Yeah, solids. Immediately turns into liquid with the consistency of water, but keeps its intended flavour. So if you had like an egg, you'd just have like egg flavored water in your mouth, right? Right. Or every drink you put in your mouth instantly turns solid and has the texture of thick cardboard, but you do still get hydrated from it. It's weird because it's one of those hypotheticals that's very difficult to fully to to totally comprehend because when you can get some cardboard and chew on it if you want when, yeah 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 <laughs> but but that wouldn't be the same thing because even though it was cardboard like I'd still be hydrated and that's almost it's almost so difficult to comprehend but I would I would say that the feeling of just having a drink is so it's so nice some days on a hot day especially the weather's been fucking beautiful here I'd say it would be unsatisfying if you were like, mm, I can't wait to have steak and chips. Let's go down to Hickory's in Chester. Best steak and chips in town. Fucking amazing. And if you got that first bite, steak is fucking proper meat, in it? Like chickens, I Like lamb's fine, but steak's like, there's a man's fucking red meat. I had a few steaks recently on my diet. Oh. Just a steak side salad. To, for that to turn into water, even if it tasted like fucking black and book steak from hickories with a touch of hot sauce it would be very disappointing but at least on a hot day you'd be able to refresh your, yeah i'd have to go the liquid I'd, i want adam let me rephrase that i'd like liquid in my mouth <laughs> do you not like worry though like isn't there some stuff that just in a liquid form is disgusting like you like tuna don't you is that right do you eat tuna no i don't no no oh. tuna honestly looks like fish vagina to me yeah, it just imagine looks watery fish vagina. Fucking something. When people well into tuna, like, I love tuna. You're like, are you all right? Are you sure? <laughs> what that grey, stinky, fucking meat? Absolutely lovely. I'm not sure you're fucking right about that. No, I'm gonna go uh, the watery mouthful as uh, campus it sounds. Okay, I'll let you have that. Oh, one. Adam, uh, you're good at would you rather's, old boy. You're good at would you rather's. 
Um, shall we have a little fucking word from Lightwork Studios? And, and then, then we'll do bin shit four. And then we'll we'll polish of the shit. Polish off a bin shit. Do you love podcasts? Have you always wanted to do your own, but you don't know how? Well, here at Lightwork Studios, if you've got an idea for a podcast, then we want to record it and record it well. Whether you're doing your first podcast or you've been doing it for years, we think all podcasts should look and sound as good as possible. And with prices starting from £30 an hour, we are by far the best priced professional podcast studio in London. We've got three HD cameras, six top-of-the-range mics, and a sound technician on hand to make sure that all you have to focus on is talking. We can have the recording edited and sent to you the very same day. Find us at lightworkpodcasts.com so we can help record your next podcast. Send in your questions and suggestions to haveawardpod at gmail.com. Let's crack on with this nonsense. It's time to have a word with Adam and Dan. Tell us all the shit you have with your friends. This was supposed to be the one shit. Now it's been a four episodes. So, 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 so. If anyone is getting bored of the bin shit saga, I apologize. I don't think you are, though. We've had a lot of messages from people saying they get more interested in it with every episode. So if you are, do us a favor, send us a little DM and go, I'm getting a bit bored of this shit. Let us know. But I don't think many people are. Let I don't I don't think it can go on forever. By the way, if you're like, well, how long is it going to go on for? It's not going to go But we have never had more interaction about any have a word than this. <laughs> <laughs> I think at most, this is either going to be the last one or the penultimate. I feel like a certain person is going to want to respond to this. So any of our patrons will have heard that on Wednesday I told Dan that I have received uh, a message from someone um, and it points a finger at someone we had ruled out. We, I, I certainly completely dismissed them. Dan didn't completely, but then we sort of talked into ruling them out, which was John, the guy who emailed us in the first place. We never really looked at him. He was above suspicion largely. And it looks like... He who smelt it fucking dealt it, lad! Sorry, go <laughs> Now, you... Dan hasn't got a fucking clue what I'm about to tell him. Okay, I've kept this secret from Dan for six days. I got this on Sunday or Monday. So... Is this, is this in light of the fact that John has almost also emailed in? Have you seen yeah, that email? Right. Yeah, I'm going to oh, talk about that. Okay, good. All so, right, good. Very There's three emails I'm about to read out. The first one is from uh, just a fan of the podcast who has written in, and she, her name is Ali Richardson, she claims oh, that we were naive to overlook John. We're then going to hear from John, and then we're going to hear from someone else who has got a bit of evidence that suggests John might be the sneaky bin shitter. All okay? right, all right. So, first email from Ali Richardson. Thanks very much for getting in touch, Ali. It says, Hey, Uplids, I've just finished listening to last night's pod. Funny as fuck, by the way. And I'm wondering if you've missed a trick with the whole bin shitting saga. I present the case against John. John's wife says she saw the bedroom door open and close again in the night. That could have been John. If she was half asleep, 
She might not have realised he wasn't in bed when she woke up. That's a good point. He'd obviously know where the bathroom was, and there are two possible scenarios here. What if there was someone in the bathroom when he went, and he couldn't wait any longer? Oh! Never thought of it! Never thought of it! Go on. Or, what if in his pissed and drugged state, he just thought it would be really funny to shit in the bin? Maybe he'd had enough of his mates coming back to his and he wanted a way for his wife to kick off about it. He could have gone to the bathroom, had his poo and got rid of the piss. As per Adam's theory about the wife, he could have looked in the bedroom to make sure his wife was safely asleep when he was on his way past delivering the little parcel to the kitchen bin. I'm not saying I'm right, but in the interest of fairness, I think this should be considered. Keep up the good work, guys, from Ali. Of course, so thank you Ali. Very much for that, Ali. Of course, Ali. What do you think? Of course, it's not it. We've not even considered the fact that it might not even be like it might have been a tactical decision. Like, if you need a shit and you're hammered and you cannot get in the oh, spare you room, <laughs> you're like, you can't get in the fucking toilet. You're like, oh, that's locked. And then you're like, is there a second toilet? No, dickhead, there's not a second toilet. And that's him looking in the rooms. Do you then just be like, where's the best? It is the best place. It's the best. Second option. It's the best place. Apart from the toilet, isn't it? Where else are you going to share? Just open the front door, plop on the fucking welcome mat. Deal with that tomorrow. Love so, it. Very clever. I had an email from John as well, which says, mm. All right, lids, just listening to the Patreon episode. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is becoming way more epic than I ever could have imagined. And I'm definitely not taking the fall for this if they <laughs> hang up on me. How can it possibly be me? My other thought is that another person has emailed in from outside of the suspects. And if so, I bet I know who it is. And he's a massive liar. <sighs> Cheers, John. Now, that is what's happened. Someone has emailed me. It's not one of the three people who were also in consideration. It's not the wife, it's not Sam, and it's not Malaki. It's none of them. It's someone else. So John thinks he knows who this is. And you know what? Let's assume he's right. But he's so quick to call him a liar, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And it's almost as if John knows that this guy knows something and is worried that we might believe it. The following is an email. I received from a man called Barry Mason. Why? <clears throat> Who the fuck? All right, lad. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> He's the expert witness in <laughs> it's this. It's a valid trial. question, isn't it? Go on. All right, lad. Was past your podcast to listen to and couldn't resist the urge to get in touch with some vital information that has been missed out of this phantom shit story. John, who is referenced to in this story, although being one of my best friends, is being painted as a saint. John is a massive pisshead and known in our group of friends as John Snow because he loves a bit of the old Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Good on you, man. Equally as much as Sam and Malachi do. However... I'm not getting in touch as a character reference, but to give you some further background information, which I think your listeners need to hear. When at uni with John back in 2004, we once had a New Year's Eve house party 
in the place eight of us shared at uni, which was on Seal Street in Liverpool. When we woke up the next day after a heavy night on the booze, I went to get a shower. When inside the bathroom, I found a huge log of shit sitting there staring at me. Not in the toilet, but in the middle of the shower cubicle floor. Fuck. Similar to the shitgate story of Malachi, Sam, the wife and John, there were no stains found and no piss in sight. There were about 15 people around that night and no one owned up. Although John's then girlfriend, now wife, was with us at uni, she was not at the party and I highly doubt she would have done something like this in the future. Sam and Malachi were not known to us back then. However, John was there and he was adamant it was not him. As we all were, we collectively blamed it on a Welsh girl at the party because she looked the type to do this. (laughs) White on white racism. Although I don't know of him being a big shitter, John is a fucking liability when he's drunk and is known to wander off on his own and get lost, even in places he knows well. Haven't heard this story. I did wonder why he failed to mention this. There's one guy, John, at two places, eight years apart, two shits found. It could be a coincidence, but I thought it was vital that you knew he has voluntarily omitted this from the story. Let's hope he's not planning any further attacks in 2020. Peace. John, 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 John. Uh, Adam, before you we talk about it, are you willing to get off Wife Mountain? Because you have climbed to the top of Wife Mountain... And Here's st- what I'll say. And stuck your flag in it. <laughs> I think they're in it together. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> he doesn't believe his own bullshit on that one. I'm not having that. I think it's it's John or Sam, but I still think it's Sam, you know. I think although I'm not a hundred percent sure. <gasps> that this was John but I think based on this a jury would convict do you know what though his wife was asleep say he's already in bed and he's like oh shit I need a shit and he gets up and then just by chance Malachi or Sam are in the toilet that's if, what Ali was saying before yeah, yeah if that toilet yeah that's what I'm saying but John's actually been in bed he would be he'd be the most knowledgeable person to be like mate I you know when you know when his wife said someone tried the front door how does she know it was the front door it could have been that figure at the door could have been John getting up from that bed and then that that wasn't the sound of the front door that was the sound of the the bathroom door shit Malachi or Sam has in a drunken stupor or whatever gone for a wee or a poo and then he's like god fuck this is my flight he knows where the bin is he knows that's the only option and he quickly has to make a decision he's 99% sure it wasn't him but that 1% Yana ah I still think Sam is a liability I think Malachi was so honest with his like mate I've been a dirtbag but like just biologically it's not happening and I think Sam's not off the hook but John mate oh John (laughs) 
Doesn't look good, this, does it? Two shits, eight years apart. John lives in both places and he was present for both shits. Both of the mystery shits that were never solved. Who poos in a shower and doesn't fucking wash it away? I mean... Fucking John, mate. That's who. Oh, Christ. Makes my field incident look gentlemanly. Yeah, John, mate. John, you saw very well preemptively sending emails calling people liars. But that's not been... That's not... (laughs) We're not accepting it. I mean, we're never going to find out. But, I mean, the poll that went up, because I thought we were wrapping this bad boy up, had Sam. Had Sam as the guilty party by about 10%. A lot of people voted for for the wife and Maliki. John got off lightly. He he ended up with about 8% of the vote. But I think I would suggest that people people might change their... uh, their viewpoint. I don't think Sam's off the hook on this one. I know we've not got it's any juice. John, two shits that no one knows about, and he was present for both of them. No piss at either of them. It's fucking John, and he told his wife about it. She knew, did she? Yeah, she helped him cover it up. Because women can do that. Oh God, I honestly, I think. If we got an email saying that Malachi had pooed at like his, you know, his niece's christening, you'd be like, "It's that fucking Malachi, Malachi." <laughs> but uh, yeah, John, not looking good. John, wait. feel free to get in touch, lad, yeah. and give us a bit of a rebuttal or whatever you need to do. Fucking but, rebuttal. Uh, needs this sword now, lad. You've done fucked up. It's tense, mate. I really have enjoyed it. It's been genuinely enjoyable, the whole journey. Once Let's again, if we can get I hope no one's come in at episode 60. <laughs> God, like, what the <laughs> fuck are these lids talking about? So, uh, we'll call that a pod. Got a song for you. Thank you very much uh, for listening, as always. Keep your content coming in. We are desperately low on music. That's what we need a lot of at the minute. Get some new songs into us. If you know someone who's in a band, a solo artist, anyone, let them know. We'll play their songs to thousands of people. We're going to, for the third episode in a row today, we're going to play a Raptor Warhurst song. Um, Raptor's phenomenal. Please go and follow them and let them know that we're the ones who sent you. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see you on Monday for the, the next episode. And obviously Monday is when we list our Patreon legend producers. Hey, just, you just before you, yeah, just before you, with the have a word pod at gmail.com, music all suggestions if you have a question we've been getting a ton for the patreon specials we've we also just if you've got questions if you've got suggestions we mean it send them in if we've sent one and we've not got round to it it's not it's no judgment on what you've sent it's just how some of them pan out these episodes some of them we use loads of of like suggestions we use loads of would you rathers others You've heard it. Me and Adam start chatting shit. But do send your stuff in because it's in the bank. We can always go back to it. You won't know this listing. Sometimes we use questions from like six weeks before. Do send them in as well as your music suggestions. If you know someone who's in a band, if you know any artist, DJ, rapper, anything, have a word pod at gmail.com. Just throw it in. We'll keep it in the bank and we may well use it. We appreciate it. And we will, even if there's a little bit of uh, leftover for a part five of this binge shit story on Friday, we'll do at least one have a word 
a new a new have a word on Friday. If you've got any of them that you want to get in, get them in before Friday. We've got a couple in the back catalog ready to go. Send us some have a words. Playing us out today, as was last week. Raptor Warhurst. This song is called Inside, and it's fucking brilliant. See you in a bit. Nice one, lads. Hi. Good luck with the uh, the YouTube special. Oh yeah, and watch me fucking special, you pricks. <laughs> aggressive aggressive promo hey it's on watch it fucking enjoy it no bet see you lads bye Felicia bye Felicia yes scapegoat goat shit goat minds think alike let's go yeah see it's Raptor Warriors and Bobby Brex and we are inside the place Hold on, Manchester man, make noise if you are inside the place. Where I didn't hear you, are you sure you are inside the bread? Yo, see grind back in 03, inspire me to go deep. Sidewinders with widely the roll deep. I got a mic on my own dream, came in the life to try and take this to heights where your nose bleeds. So don't act like you know me. My man, I ride in your whole team, you'll die with your cold D's. Man, I bite in the whole schemes. I'm the best man's writing his own speech. Then I go in like that, got bars like a thing right back inside. Let me spin my track, grip my, let me spit my rap. Spin guys when they diss my man or anything like that. I'm a beast, I can switch like that. Like giving them up wire, midnight snack. The rich guys could have writ like that, but nah, 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 they ain't built like that. See, it's I'm Bobby Brex and we are inside the place Southern Manchester man make noise if you are inside the place I didn't hear ya, are you sure you are inside the wave? Big shot See, I was there in the garage days Going Eastern Bloc for a pack of tapes On a Saturday and then skanking out Until my back had aches I don't question my stripes I was at the raves I was With all of these guys from these mad states In the mad states I was Trapped in a manic state But I was off my tits in a happy place So I just shacked out To the baddest space I've ever heard in my life Every girl that I like Making that face Saying I was theirs for the night Fast paced flirting Perfectly timed for me to take water And turn it to wine If this was a permanent vibe I would take and turn that girl to my wife Bobby Brex and we are inside the place Southern the Manchester man make noise if you are inside the place I didn't hear ya, are you sure you are inside the wave? Big shout out to Kenny David, Kenny David, Kenny David.